Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, move over, Sorting Hat, we're putting characters in their Fire Emblem houses. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. How you doing, Mark? Doing great. Uh, happy three days after National Lasagna Day, Patrick. Yes, thank you. I uh, have still done nothing to celebrate it. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I did talk about National Lasagna Day on uh, the episode of Same Day Shipping that comes out uh, tomorrow. National, you know, it's just that time of year. Yeah, you just... National Lasagna Day is just in the air. There's no escaping it. Children are laughing. You All you can hear are lasagna carols <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> Um, we have got a good show for you today. Uh, we look, there are three houses in Fire Emblem. Do we understand them? Yeah, we think we do. We put a bunch of characters into their appropriate houses with special guest Ryan Mogi. But before we get to that, we have three things that we need to cover up front. Right. And they are not Fire Emblem houses. First thing we need to cover Sonic Forces borrowing program. You know you want to participate in it. You know you do. Yeah. It, like, it's, not, it's not like a question, oh, do I want to participate? You want to participate in it. You're human. Yes. You breathe oxygen. You crave the ability to play Sonic Forces. Patrick's copy of Sonic Forces on your Nintendo Switch. Here's something that you should know. I got an email from uh, Chase. Uh, which reads, hello, I got your copy of Sonic Forces quite a while ago, and I only played it for an hour before I lost so many brain cells I couldn't keep playing. Now the game is in my Amazon shopping cart, so it can sit on my shelf and collect dust. Please talk me out of it. Thanks, Chase. So, Chase, I'm not going to talk you out of it. No! This is a mistake that I made. <laughs> so <laughs> Misery loves company, and so do owners of Sonic Forces. So if you are interested in borrowing my copy so you don't, or so maybe you do suffer the same fate as Chase, you should email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. And I send it to you and it's free and then you send it back and that's free. Um, so that's all very good. Next item, second item, item number two, Donkey Kong Country 3. We are having a high score tournament where you have to play Donkey Kong 3, get your highest score, take a picture of it and send it to us. That can either be by email, Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com, or you can tweet it at us at Nincart Society. Um, but you got to do it by August 23rd. Got to do it by August 23rd, otherwise it doesn't count. And you want it to count because you could win Donkey Kong socks. Yes. Uh, also, I would like to let the record show that uh, I, I have submitted a score. Patrick really raised the bar. Here. I really raised the bar with over double Mark's score from the last time he was saying that he was getting pretty good at the game. <laughs> uh, oh, but now you know it's no, really now on. It's, now, it, now it is on. Uh, and of course, like Donkey, like Kong. Donkey Kong 3. <laughs> Which means it's like on, but you know, but like, who really a little cares? wonky. Yeah. Um, of course, this should go without saying, but no cheating, no uh, no yeah. rewind feature. Don't be the Billy Mitchell of our show. Don't be. There's Billy. already one of those. Who is the Billy Mitchell? Oh, just Billy, Billy Mitchell. Mitchell. 
Uh, and then last but not least, we want to play your Super Mario Maker 2 levels. Send them to us. We'll shout them out on the show and uh, talk about uh, how frustrated we were trying to play them. <laughs> Is that Does that entice people to say Yeah, but it? I mean, it's a scale. Maybe we're not that frustrated. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. <laughs> All right, Mark, that's enough screwing around. Let's get to the meat of the show. Let's uh, put characters into Fire Emblem Houses with Ryan Mogi. We are joined today by podcaster Ryan Mogi, podcaster and good friend. Oh, thank you. Hi, guys. Hey, thank you so much for being here. We're, I'm excited you're here, to, and we're not going to be talking about a terrible video game movie. I know! Yay! <laughs> we will have you back at some point in the future to talk about another terrible that video game movie. That is your curse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking maybe Hitman. Ooh, boy. <laughs> when it shows up on a Nintendo okay, platform. We we'll go. have to see if like it was on like the DS or something at some point. I could see there being a, a Or like a game, game Boy DS. Advance mm. version. There were a lot of those like games where you're like, this shouldn't be on the like I'm, there was a Resident Evil game on Game Boy Advance. We could definitely talk game about Boy Color. The, we could definitely talk about Max Payne if we wanted to. I'm in. That's a terrible movie. <laughs> what uh was that on Wii? Uh no, it was on the Game Boy Advance. Wow. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about today. Look, guys, Fire Emblem Three Houses is out, and there are, you might have heard, three houses in this game. It's a school, and schools have houses now. Did Harry Potter establish this? What does this go back to? I think it's rich prep schools, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I, I, I assume that as well. Because, like, even Harvard has houses. They have houses. They're called houses. But they're where they live. But, but also, mm. they, have, they have houses. Okay. It's like the the greater social structure is divided up in two houses. Right. Like, you know, Tommy Lee Jones and Al Gore lived in the same house. And uh, see, I always just assumed that there was just them living in the same house and not like, like I get the idea of like a frat house. Well, I think it's, I think it's both those things. Like, sure. you know, mm-hmm. that is both Harry dormitory. Potter. Like the, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. But I think for, uh, and I don't know, I know more about Harry Potter than the I know about the real world. <laughs> But <laughs> just a blanket statement. <laughs> I mean, just, that's just true. Um, but I think it's that it's fairly closely the house system or the house concept is fairly real for prep boarding schools. Yeah, I, I don't think it was invented by Harry Potter. Sure. Yeah. And I think it's probably more intense and more like, uh, you know, I don't know how you like stay to your team for like you can make 12 year olds mm. and 14 year olds do that oh, oh yeah right, it's, right. It's, it's like more, in college you yeah. can't really make well because you right. do it naturally <laughs> when you're like 12 and 14 yes. yeah it's more tribal yeah mm-hmm. i mean i know a lot about harry potter i know a lot about lord of the flies <laughs> so between those two things i'm telling you they're I very mean, tribal between people. those two things i feel like you've covered the real world yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't think i need to go outside again yeah uh, but so the three houses that we are discussing today are the Black Eagles, the Blue Lions, and the Golden Deer. Now, what we're going to be doing is we're going to, first, we're going to talk a little bit about the houses, and then we are going to sort ourselves into the houses. And then we are going to, we've prepared uh, 24 different fictional characters or celebrities. Uh, we each did eight, so it's it's kind of a blind draw here. We know only a third of the of the pot here. And we are going to determine where they all go. And Mark, are these all going to be definitive? 
As always. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> um, so uh, just so we're on the same page about all all of the all of the houses, um, I wrote little blurbs that I emailed to you guys, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to read them here, and uh, we can talk it out more if, if we need more clarification. So the Black Eagles, um, I wrote, I kind of see these guys as the, as the Slytherin of the bunch, but with way less obvious evil. They're based in tradition and have a, uh, a rigid social structure. They can be overtly political and engage in some less than savory activities to attain power. The leader of their house is Eldegard. Uh, she's arrogant and fearless, but cool and collected, and an extremely powerful warrior. Any questions about the Black Eagles? Uh, no, no, not for I me. I get it. Okay. The Blue Lions, law-abiding and heroic. The Blue Lions are the least personality-driven of the houses. They're knights and soldiers and all very bound to duty. Clean cut, you might say. Their leader is Dimitri, who is pretty focused on being a right and honorable good boy. Um, and then I was uh, reading <laughs> a, a Kotaku article about it, um, and the that article mentions that uh, one of the joys of selecting that house is that you get to watch how they, like, uh, collapse as um, order, as if, if everything gets more chaotic, that they, like, lose their sort of connection to reality, which makes me think I need to play this game through as every single house. and uh, Multiple times. Multiple times. I mean, maybe we should get a whiteboard in here and just start making... Yes. <laughs> Every decision Every you make, single you can go one. Back. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the last house is the Golden Deer. Um, rather than coming from a line of kings or emperors, the Golden Deer are from the Leicester Alliance, uh, which is compromised of prominent merchants and lower lords with some kind of sliver of representative government. This makes them a little bit more like the lovable losers of the three houses, but with the loser quality dulled by the fact that they are frequently very clever and successful, almost like Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff had an industrial baby their leader is claude he's playful affable and has some truly altruistic goals okay so, so for me i uh feel like it is easiest to kind of like have these represented by harry potter yeah, houses it, yes so yeah. i definitely the way i'm looking at this is mm-hmm. the black eagles like you said patrick are m- much more like the slytherin mm-hmm. just like less overtly evil yeah they're not racist yeah. Right. So there is, uh, if you do select the Black Eagles as you're playing um, three houses, um, they are the only house that has like a split within them where you can choose to become the villains of the game. Oh. Mm. Um, so there is a version of the reality of this game wherein they are just outright oh, the villains. That yeah, makes okay. it even easier. Yeah, that yeah. makes it very simple. And then Blue Lions, Ravenclaw. See, I almost see uh, the Blue Lions as uh, Gryffindor. They're like Gryffindor Ravenclaw. They're like the Percy Weasley Gryffindor. Because yeah, yes. Like, I mean, that dude is mm-hmm. anal retentive. <laughs> yeah, <I> w- <laughs> we were all dancing around it. <laughs> weren't sure if we could say it. <laughs> we can. We can. When it fits, it fits. Um, and then the Golden Deer that I, I, I think Hufflepuff plus Ravenclaw sort of together. Yeah. Because, like, they are, like, the friendly... W- it means that there's, like, no outright Gryffindor in the bunch. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of how I can work feels. with that. Okay, cool. Um, so do we want to start by sorting the three of us at this table really into cool. these three houses? Yeah, I think I have to. Well, again, not that we have to totally lean into the Harry Potterness of all this, but have you guys been sorted by Pottermore? Yes. Okay. No, I refuse. <laughs> You're such a liar. You did it with us, and you just didn't like That's your right. answer. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> but your here is witness, because so now we know what the answer is. Yeah. 
oh, I just don't like being a Hufflepuff. He oh, wait. <laughs> I was hoping we'd all be something different because I, I too am a Hufflepuff. No, I'm a Ravenclaw. I've gotten Ravenpuff before, or like there, there are tests in the world that have given me mm, Hufflepuff, mm-hmm. but I think those are usually when they're asking you like moral questions. It's because gotcha. Hufflepuff is kind of the most the most good. moral of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but, but when they really get to like your actual personality and your, eth- I think it's ethically I'm a Ravenclaw, but morally I understand Hufflepuff. I think. <laughs> okay, so how about uh, when we play D and D? What alignment? What's like our favorite alignment? Oh. Oh, I don't know. I'm not good at sticking to an alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually end up. Uh, yeah, I usually just end up being a little bit more like chaotic fun, which I know <laughs> isn't, <laughs> isn't, isn't an alignment. I but mean, like, I guess if you start with chaotic, whatever you want, it <laughs> yeah. would be the second word. I mean, I guess I was trying to find like an easy way yeah. for us yeah. to do this, but I guess we might just have to put each other into I mean, yeah, I think that's boxes. kind of... We've known each other a long time. Yeah. Yeah, we have. We've uh, seen each other's behavior, so like... It's yeah. not guessing. No. and In action, what are you? We've worked together we've as well. Worked. So yes. like, yeah. Um, I think Ryan is mm-hmm. a blue lion. Yeah. Cause you like rules. I do like, you rules. like structure. I do. Um, I've never like seen you freak out when the structure goes away. <laughs> yeah. But we've had some intense conversations about when the structure starts yeah. to go away. <laughs> I don't, I like order and I think this is what probably makes me a blue lion. Both. I respect order and rules that exist, mm-hmm. but in the absence of order and rules, I'm pretty sure I could come up with some order and rules that we could all follow. <laughs> Harry Potter and Lord of the Flies. Yeah, yeah there we go. Oh, see, the totally. I know. Yeah. So if if uh, yeah, I will accept the mantle of Blue Lion unless. unless I mean, it, it here's belongs. the thing. I feel like the Black Eagle is a tough mantle to wear. Totally. So yeah. I'm not wishing that on. I don't think Thank any you. of us is instinctually right. where we want to be. Right. Well, and I mean, it's. I think it's also not totally fair to just lump them in with evil because like yeah. sure evil is a possible outcome of a a black lo- er, black eagle um but not you know not a certainty so um like i think they're you know more based in like tradition and then uh, like that that that's sort of the angle of it that right but also from. they're the coolest so which of the three of us is the coolest they are kind of the coolest is <laughs> this is a great question <laughs> i'm not that cool well, pa- I mean, Patrick, how much do you like um, Fiddler on the Roof? Uh, I actually don't really like Fiddler. Okay. Is that a me- is that an inverse relationship with Cool? Or well, no, right? no, no, okay. it, not, n- well, uh, I, I mostly, not related I mostly... to Cool at all. Oh, okay. Right. Mostly just because I was going to make it easy because Fiddler on the Roof has a song called Tradition. Mm. Tradition. <laughs> and if you don't like it. <laughs> right. Like, I like Fiddler fine. So I'll take the mantle of Black Eagles. Okay, and that that means that I will take on the That's golden amazing. deer, <laughs> being the clever but uh, lower class uh, losers. Yeah, maybe we should have done it by, done it by class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk about what class we are. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Okay, Ryan, I'm giving you this black marker. Thank you. Mark, you are getting Wait. no, no. Give that to yeah. me. <laughs> you get you, the blue my marker. My order loving okay. soul just was like um. <laughs> Uh, so now we are each representative of one of the houses, um, and we will go through and, you know, whoever ends this with the most characters, maybe, right. uh, wins. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Do totally. we have a winner I, of the night? Yeah, I think that's fine. I mean, for me, it's going to be who has the best characters. Sure, sure. So, but, but yeah, let's, 
you know. Well, there can be two categories <laughs> of winner. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, we've we've got our our houses. Right. Let's pull a name from the bowl. Yeah. All right. Go for it. Mark. Oh, okay. Um, Scarlett O'Hara from Gone with the Wind. Okay. Sure. There's. Oh, are we supposed to be arguing for ourselves or being honest? No, I think no, just I being think honest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then I feel like my first instinct with her, because if there's anybody who cares about tradition. It's a pre-Civil War Southern Belle. Mm, mm-hmm. Tradition might even be something she would put in her own crest. Yeah, that so she I, clings to, like, almost to a fault. Yes, and definitely class-wise, she's used to being on the top. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe that's too surface level. Well, I, I think I think the, the one that w- we can rule out Golden Deer right away, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so she's either a Black Eagle or a Blue Lion. Well, okay, so it's, it's been a long time since i've seen the movie mm-hmm. but my memory of it is that like she has gone through a lot of stuff but she's very like she she doesn't really change that much like in the beginning mm-hmm. she's very concerned about class and like uh, position and how her appearance is and at the end of the movie despite everything she's gone through she that she's still kind of hung up on those things is that right yeah i mean one like works to keep up those appearances yeah it's the arc is really just like wow she lived through some tough things (laughs) like that's (laughs) that's how they set it up because you're right she doesn't like she doesn't move to the north she doesn't really like change as a person i mean i think she and i'm sure this would there's probably a margaret mead fan now who's gonna get mad but like she she changes who she is in love with. Mm-hmm. And I think that's treated like a character arc. So like the beginning, she's in love with this like w- wimpy guy who doesn't really like her very much. And that's her whole deal. She's like in love with Ashley. And then by the end, she realizes she loves red. Who's like the dashing Southern, like, I don't know, hunk. So it's like, that's treated like an arc. But is that really an arc? And you're right. And like, <laughs> she, like through the movie, she, there are moments of like growth yeah. and change. You know, like the first half of the movie ends with her being like, but really, she's just resolving to never be poor again. Yes. <laughs> right. Like she's just being yeah, entrenched more. She's like, more. it was hard to be poor. Yeah. I don't wanna. And so I'm just like entrenching myself more in that like mm-hmm. feeling that I had at the beginning of the movie when I was kind of like a spoiled kid. Right. So I think that kind of puts her in line with uh, Eldegard, right? Like the mm-hmm. leader of the Black Eagles. I, I think she's a Black Eagle. Is, is, yeah. Is, is, no, is I what think we're you're coming right. down to that. She's like strong and resilient, um, and you know leans back on uh, tradition and like social structure, but not in a way that is uh, like. Uh, honor bound necessarily but just like that's the station that she believes that she's a part of and like pursues that kind of blindly yeah yeah and she does believe in like southern gentility and all of those things but 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 almost like as an artifice than like truly believing i don't you know it'd be it'd be like being a chivalrous person without really being like like having chivalry if that like distinction makes sense yeah. yeah, no, that that makes sense. Okay, so yeah, I think we're all in agreement all that right. she's a black eagle. That's a really, it was a beautiful eagle you drew. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right, I'll I'll pull one now. Okay. From the bowl. Fozzie Bear. 
All right. of the Muppets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't write that on there. I thought we'd get it, but I did accidentally not think about it at first and wrote Fonzie. <laughs> and then I was like, that's not right. Yeah. And then I was like, that's even a different guy. <laughs> uh, so you'll see if there's a Fonzie in there. Um, Fozzie Bear. He's very silly. Uh, I feel like, okay, my immediate. Right, is Golden, golden Deer. Golden he's Deer. He's of yeah. the people. He's, he's charming in his way. Mm-hmm. He is definitely of the, he's very old fashioned though. That's true. Um, but I think, like, personality-wise, yeah. he has that sort of, like, um, and I hate to keep going back to this, but I don't really, like, Hufflepuff sort of, yes. like, vibe yeah. to him, you know? <laughs> right. Where he's, like, uh, deep, he's, like, a good person who, uh, or bear, <laughs> who, <laughs> at, you know, the core do- w- tries to do the right thing. Yes. Yeah. But he is, like, you know, like, sillier yeah. and not as, um, I don't know, you wouldn't think of him as necessarily being like the bravest one. Yeah, I mean, I think if we were talking about stand-up comics, yes, the kind of stand-up comic Fozzie Bear is, is not a blue lion. Honestly, there's not that many blue lion stand-ups. Ooh, who is it? Let's, I mean, I didn't put any stand-up comedians I in here. I didn't either. Okay. Who, who of, because I can, I can picture some black eagles, right? Yeah. That, that are stand-up comedians. Yeah. I uh, mean, I think like Anthony Jeselnik is up. Uh, Jeselnik was, <laughs> was uh, who, who I was thinking as well. Who is a. a oh, blue Gary Goldman is a blue lion. W- would you say that. Um, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Kid Perfect. Um, comeback Kid. He <laughs> oh, was on. Uh, keep naming him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mulaney. <laughs> yeah, Mulaney. Mulaney. Yes. John Mulaney. I think. I think he's kind of like a blue lion. He he might be a blue lion. That's right. Bees are the rare blue lion for sure. And I think that if there was a sorting hat for these situations. Yes. That Nick Kroll was hearing black eagle, black eagle, black eagle. But he said blue lion. Interesting. And snuck it. (laughs) I think that's probably right. (laughs) (laughs) So Fozzie Bear, though. Okay, but he's not. Right. right. No. He's a golden deer. Yeah. Do you think, I, like, Patton Oswalt is a good, like, analog oh. for... I mean, obviously, their comedy is Fozzie Bear and Patton Oswalt. <laughs> right. Not the same sort of comedy. But I feel like yeah. they are both, like, friendly in, in Fre- a weird, yes. like, approachable... But also, like, feels beta immediately. Like, yeah. doesn't... Fe- whereas I That's think, part of their persona, yes, for sure. Part yeah. of their persona yeah. is that. Where would we put Doug Benson in all of this? It, would he also oh, be? Oh, he's a golden. He's a, he's a golden. But I think as well. he secretly has the skill. Like he could go undercover. Yeah, like I actually think for like Doug Benson to me feels like the golden deer is definitely like the face he chooses to wear yes. for his performance. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we should have done this all with stand-up comedians. <laughs> <laughs> we could have. Dane it Cook. Turns out. Oh, uh, he didn't get in. <laughs> he plagiarized oh, his essay, so they wouldn't let him in school. Uh, Ryan, if you would oh. like to pick the, the next one, I'm closing my eyes. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, Ray from Star Wars. Oh, uh, okay. I'll shoot from the hip and say Blue Lion. Okay, but why? Because Blue Lion, uh, because she's like obsessed with the uh, uh, like the idea of family, even though like we don't know who hers is. I, I don't even know that it's so much that she's like obsessed with family but like she obviously is like very much looking for her place in the universe Mm -hmm. um if you haven't seen either the two movies 
that's the entire point of this trilogy. <laughs> uh, wow, and, uh, you're just laying it out there. <laughs> yeah, shoot. <laughs> um, but it, I, and so to me, that like idea of she w- strives to be like that law-abiding and heroic person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I feel like that's like. I, that's where she would want to put herself. Yeah. is in the blue yeah. lions. I th- I think that I think that's right. I I don't, can't really think of a compelling case to put her in either the golden deer or the black eagles. So, yeah, I I wasn't I didn't know I was going to be a blue lion. Yeah, but <laughs> when I chose Ray, I thought that too because I think it's the like hero first. Like sh- there yeah. is for whatever other hesitations she has and like stumbling blocks she has for the through those movies. There's never a question that she's on the side of of helping people, of protecting protecting people and being a hero. Yeah, like it, and she and doesn't even even when she's having her weird, yeah, mindscape dreams. I don't know if there's a name for them. I don't know. <laughs> I know what Fit calls them. Um, <laughs> but like, I, even in those moments, it's not she's feeling empathy for someone that she thinks is evil, but she's not ever thinking, "Oh, I'm going to go help him," right, or help his side. Like she never right. wavers like, from help, help like him what's to be heroic. More evil. Right? Yeah, yeah. She's definitely like on the good side. Well, and, and that she's also like resigned to be part of like the structure and lineage, whether she is a Skywalker or not. That's mm-hmm. true. She brings back Jedis. Yeah. There aren't yeah. any, and she's like, "Hey, we need more hey, rules." Yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also think Kylo Ren. So you were talking about... Um, Sorry, can I put a kibosh on Kylo oh! Ren talk? Oh, okay, okay, all right, great. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> to be continued. Okay. Um, I like that so far we each claim the name that we have pulled out of the bowl I, so Yeah, far. we'll see I, if that continues. Okay. Um, also, did everybody grab their own? That no. Was, oh, okay, so I grabbed yeah, Orion. Right. Okay, um, <laughs> the next one I'm pulling is... Oh, so this is another one I wrote down. Okay. Uh, I said just the cast of Seinfeld. I feel like we have okay. to do it. Yeah, we got to do it. Okay. Uh, so this could potentially, I guess, get broken up amongst the houses. Sure. <laughs> so I may need to borrow your guys' Sharpies. Okay, so <laughs> Jerry, I think, is a blue lion. Oh, really? I was going to say Black Eagle. Yeah, you don't get as successful as him and all those different girlfriends. <laughs> no, you're and his right. Whole thing. You're right. He's like... He's he's, he's, he's he's Black Eagle. Yeah. What about George? I think George is also a Black, a black eagle. eagle. He's just like the worst Black Eagle. Yeah, like you know he's how they were saying the, they were branching paths? Yeah. I think like George potentially gives the opportunity like the would evil go one. full villain. Yeah. So here's the problem. I think Elaine may also be yeah, a Black, black eagle. eagle. I think only <laughs> Kramer. Black... Kramer, I think, is the only one who he's not like conniving enough. Well, even that's but not he, true. Yeah. I think they I, okay, may all be could, black eagles. I, think, I mean, I guess that is the point of the show. Yeah, I think they're all black eagles. <laughs> I think because uh, Cosmo Kramer is the only one that you could argue is like he has schemes, but mm-hmm. they are usually like more good natured. Yeah, or like I guess. frivolous. Yeah, like yeah. the The rest of their schemes are all driven by like sex or like getting back at people yeah it's a lot um, of addictive stuff yeah and like you know kramer just wants to like build levels in his apartment you know like yeah i mean but he doesn't he also try to shut down that chicken place yeah but that's because he can't sleep like he's but in the right still he's coming for him <laughs> <laughs> i think they're all black eagles i, I think, think they're, I think all, they're black all black eagles, eagles. Yeah. i think that kramer can hang better with the golden deers than any of the rest of them but that's 
Who cares? I mean, I wouldn't put it <gasps> pre- past yeah. uh, Kramer to float between all three houses. Yeah. And I think Mr. and Mrs. Costanza are golden deers. Mr. and Mrs. Costanza. Yeah, I think yeah, so, too. That's probably right. Cool. All right. <laughs> uh, oh, I will pull the next name. All right. Mix it up. Get deep. Gonzo. <laughs> Wait. I just, I, I love this. I just want to understand. Did the person who wrote Fozzie also write Gonzo? Nope. I, I wrote Gonzo. I love this even more. Because <laughs> I wouldn't have mind if somebody was just like, because we were all kind of struggling to yeah. think of people if somebody was just like going down the cast of the Muppet movie. Right, it was like, <laughs> I'm just going to put all the Muppets in there. Yeah. Okay. Ralph almost made the cut. <laughs> Gonzo. Uh, I think Golden Deer. Uh, why though? Um, because I think Gonzo is not confined by like rules or tradition. Mm-hmm. He is sort he of the most outside of social structure right? of any kind. He loves yeah. chicken. He loves a chicken. He is in love mm, that's with right. a chicken. And he's not and no, you know, is not, not a traditional. <laughs> it's an untraditional <laughs> relationship. Yeah, and he's also I think a lot of muppets are men of the people. Yeah. Like, well, you, they're, they're there's outliers all like artists. Miss, yeah. I mean there's like Miss Piggy. Yeah. There's Waldorf and Stadler. But, like, you take them out of the mix. No, for the most they're part. They're all the working people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're mostly golden deers, I think. All right. Not that we're doing all the Muppets. I'm just. It, I, I don't <laughs> we, think I. We are doing at least two at Muppets. At least two Muppets. <laughs> and all the stand-up comedians. But so. do you think Miss Piggy would be um, a blue lion? Or, she... you, or do you think that she, like, tips far enough into maybe being power hungry the like black eagle miss piggy is a very complicated character and i think that a lot of times what we see of her is a reflection of how she's been driven crazy by how people are acting around her particularly her gaslighting sometimes boyfriend kermit so it's like some of her power hungry stuff i think is just her trying to regain control in a world with so much push pull. Mm-hmm. But she does karate chop people. <laughs> Only when she's mad. <laughs> well, that is, I mean, I don't know that it's necessarily better to karate chop somebody <laughs> if you're not mad. <laughs> you're right. She does karate chop people. And she is, I think, and I'm, in, I think I'm projecting because of Slytherin and just because of some of the w- things I read about the Black Eagles. But I think there's an inherent, like, snobbery. Thing. Yeah, but, but she's she, not not snobby. No, that's what I'm saying. So maybe yeah. she is a black eagle. Because I don't think the blue lions, the blue lions are self-righteous, but self-righteous and snob are not the Yeah, same. those are different. Right. Well, anyway, Gonzo is <laughs> <laughs> Gonzo's right. going, going to the golden deer. All right, I'm digging deep. I'm digging deep. All right. Matlock. Oh, Matlock. Oh, okay. Now, this guy does like the law. <laughs> yeah, it's I kind of his thing. Big, big fan of the law. <laughs> um, what's Matt Locke's deal like personally? Like, what, what, what's his personal life like? He, um, like he likes being sociable with his friends, but he's never like Isn't dating. A, I thought he was a widow. Probably widower. Widower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, he's a widower, and I think he might even be a. I feel like he his niece works with him. Yeah, that's yes. I think yeah. His, okay, his so there, there's an element of like family, family. in the business. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I mean I, I feel like he's probably a blue lion. Yeah, that's yeah, that's where I'm I'm leaning as well. 
Though he does spend a lot of time with the the golden deer. Like those are his people he protects. Yeah, yeah, definitely. for sure. From black eagles. <laughs> yes. But Madlock think- really like touches all the houses. <laughs> That's right. You know? yes. He's like the new Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! What would Matt like even do with Kramer? With Kramer, like, I if they were like stuck in an elevator together. Oh man, that's a crossover. I'm really sad didn't happen. <laughs> or really, if Matlock was like the fifth member of the Seinfeld cast, <laughs> well, is like, he just like busting up their schemes all the time? <laughs> no, he's still friends with them. Oh okay, like, right. he's oh, trying to solve man. murders while the rest of them are like <laughs> getting petty revenge. I mean, honestly, now in the background of every episode of Seinfeld that you watch, you can just assume Malik is out solving murders. That's right. I like that. Because you know right. Jerry's not going to volunteer to help do for Zerbo. No, no. Absolutely not. Six characters in, and we've all assigned the person who pulls them, pulls the character the, the, to their house. What? Magic may be afoot. Yeah. I've also, okay. All right. I'm going to try to really mix yeah, these up. Really mix them up, Mark. All right. Here we go. Um, Lieutenant Ellen Ripley. That's a good one. That is a good one. Ripley. So I'm gonna say def- nah. I was gonna say not I was gonna say not a black eagle, but I don't know actually if that's true. I mean she definitely I know that class isn't the primary determinant, but she is go- she is golden deer. Yeah, I mean, but she, she, I mean, she, I think she reveals herself to be a black eagle or have those personality traits or, or possibly a blue comes lion from the people well, she, sort of though, because like she's, she's a company woman for sure. But like you can see the class divide on the ship in the original alien, but no elite people, ex- no elite people were put on that ship to go there. That That's true. But I mean, even like within that though, like there are the obvious, like, uh, like Grunts. crew guys and then like. She, I guess, I'm not really sure what her title is on science, on officer. science officer. Maybe the laziest writing thing, but multiple people have done it. <laughs> uh, science guy. Uh, she does science. <laughs> um, but she also uh, like puts up a big um, thing about not letting Ash and the crew back onto the ship um, when he's got the alien attached yeah. to her face, and so she's like, "No, that's this is the protocol. These are the that's rules." True. I mean, that's true then, but like, you know, like in the second movies and in the later movies, she's very much like, you know, when somebody's trying to tell her what to do, since she has lived, yeah. you know, the experience, she's like, "That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard." And even if you are my like ranking officer or my boss or whatever, I'm yeah, not going to listen true. to you. In fact, like I would kind of argue that you could say that she is a little bit golden deerish. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think she's necessarily a blue lion, which is where I would have put her. Yeah. On like first thought, I feel like as yeah. the series goes on, she becomes more golden deer. I think that's yeah, that's probably right. And by the third movie, she's spending not that she has a choice, but all this time with like uh, prisoners too. That makes her more of like a person of the people. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not like she, uh, you know, one of the things you had written down here for like Golden Deer is that they're kind of like a little bit like lovable losers, but that the loser is dulled by the fact that they're very like clever and like successful and resourceful. Yeah. And I think like it's not like she, in any of the movies, right? She's not like revered for having lived through all of this stuff by people who should be listening to her. Mm-hmm. You know, right. she is kind of considered just a cast off or a loser. But she is very like resourceful and like takes matters into her own hands. That's that's a really good point and one that I was not uh, considering because like 
that is one of the defining characteristics of uh, the other two houses that they are led by great leaders. Mm-hmm. Claude is not a like bad warrior, but he's not, you know, like the uh, Dimitri and Eldegard are like the standout units um, for mm-hmm. those houses. So yeah, I mean, may- maybe she is a golden deer. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where I would. I think she's a golden deer. Right. I think she's the baddest ass golden deer that it ever existed. I think totally that's probably right, but. Yeah, man. A golden oh, deer is a golden so deer. Amazing. She is. Oh, Ripley. All right, Patrick. All right. Well, pull another name out of the bowl. Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> is there only one of those in there? <laughs> <laughs> the remaining are just <laughs> Garfield. <laughs> I mean, I put it Garfield in twice. <laughs> <laughs> I only put Garfield from Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> so... I think the problem with Gar I mean I Garfield <laughs> is not a good person. He's not a good person. He's not a very dynamic character. Like yeah. he's not a hero. He I don't think he's ever except for some of those cartoons where they mess with him and make him less Garfieldy. He's never the hero. No. No, he's he, definitely not a hero. Like no. he doesn't want to be a hero. No. So I would say I'm not to just deny him my house. But he does not belong with the Blue Lions. Yeah, he does seem like a uh, evil path, uh, Black Eagles. You're right. I, I think he's. I, I I agree that he's a Black Eagle. I think some of it is just like. I mean, he cares very much about order. You know, like. I, but order on his own terms. Yeah. Totally. Like, yeah. Not John's it, order. No. No. <laughs> no. no. And, you know, like Odie is a mudblood. Yeah, he, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he does not care for Odie. No. Or normal or anyone. Yeah. Does Garfield yeah. have any friends? He has a girlfriend. He does have a girlfriend. Sometimes. That's true. But obviously Garfield is somebody who like subscribes to the game theory. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he definitely like watches he, those pickup artists. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. All right, I'll take him. All right, here All you right, go. Yeah. Here's, here's Garfield yeah. for you. Uh, Ryan, I believe right. it is your poll now. Uh, Kat Stratford from 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> oh, this is great. <laughs> Kat. Okay, she's rebellious. She is rebellious. Um, she likes music. She likes music. She has a very strong sense of right and wrong. And doesn't, yep. but not, ne- not necessarily the rule of, like, because she doesn't necessarily respect her father's rules. Right. Or... You know, the social structure that she's Mm -hmm. a part of in high school. But she definitely has, like, a, you know, she'll stand up for what she thinks is So she has, like, a moral code. Yes. But doesn't necessarily, like, fit into the larger social structure. Yeah. So what are we thinking? She's, okay, if we're going to say, she, yeah, but she is overtly political. That That is true. Wants to have a political effect. Who? She could maybe go in any one of these houses, right? She could. I think she'd be miserable with the Blue Lions. That's probably true. Because she doesn't really want to hear other people's laws. But she <laughs> doesn't really... F- she feels too um, like dynamic Like she take to be yeah. a golden deer 
That being said, we did just put Ellen Ripley. Yeah, that's <laughs> as true. As a golden deer, so cat <laughs> would. That's the only reason cat would want to be a golden deer. Person Garfield, <laughs> we put as a black eagle. So look, he's ambitious <laughs> when he's going after lasagna. That's true. Look, he mails his friend to Abu Dhabi every week. It's amazing you just called him a friend. <laughs> I think I, that if cat cat probably read about Ripley and wants to go be where. Mm-hmm. Like I think she'd want to be among the golden deer. I mean, I'll take her. But if that's a w- where we think she belongs, I think she's a black eagle. Yeah. Just wait. In what? In what way? In the way that she has very strong ideas about where other people belong. Like she thinks she knows better than everyone else. So she How like she's not affable, right? So she, you're saying like she's like overtly political and believes in a social or rigid social structure, even if it's not the one that everybody else subscribes to. Yes, and because like Heath Ledger's character, he would be a golden deer, right? Yeah, yeah. He like tries to keep it inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's 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 like a he's like a tough uh, yeah. golden deer. I mean, I also will take cat. <laughs> yeah, with my collection of like Garfield, Seinfeld, you have the weirdest <laughs> and <house>. Scarlett O'Hara. <laughs> I mean, I got Ripley hanging out with the Muppets. <laughs> that feels right to me. That's like a Muppet Show episode. <laughs> All right, let's 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 put All that. Right, you All got right, it. Okay, and, uh, Black Eagles. Um, back to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, Kylo Ren. <laughs> oh wow. So. Like you were saying with Nick Kroll, mm-hmm. where he would, you know, have the sorting hat on yes. and it'd be like Black Eagle, Black Eagle, Black yeah, Eagle, yeah, but yeah. he would choose to go to Blue Lions. Mm-hmm. I think um, for Kylo Ren, he would hear Blue Lions, Blue Lions, yeah, Blue would. Lions, and he would choose to go to Black Eagle. But I, I think I think he chooses to go to Black Eagle just because he knows that to be the evil one. Yes. And I think what he's really chasing, though, is just being his grandfather. Like, more than being evil, I think he is interested in being his grandfather. I think he's interested. I think what he wants is respect. Yeah. And in I so I think in that way, he does want to be his grandfather because his grandfather was, in his mind, feared slash respected. Mm-hmm. And so I, I agree with you. But I think it's like, I don't think it's like the grandfather part necessarily that is like the override. Right. Yeah. It's not like he like. I mean, I guess he does, but to me, it's like the respect. That is what is driving him. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. that's why I think like he does fit in Black Eagles because you know, like he's kind of a little bit like uh, I mean, uh, not a little bit. He's like Iron Fist, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, like, that, yeah. That is true. Yeah, and I think <sighs> it's. All, I mean, it is yeah. hard to not 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 to put every villain into the the Black Eagle. So I just want to make sure that we are uh, clear. You know, right and, yeah, and, and not and, like defaulting him to well that. and i also think that like you could very easily we, again we've been saying there's two prongs to black eagles mm-hmm. yeah and i don't think that he is the true um the core of him is not like the true villainous part even though he has done a lot of like horrible things yeah like mm-hmm. murdered tons and tons and tons of people yeah um, i mean including like family members to their face right in front of their wookie friends <laughs> it's like right up on them like that's cold-hearted but no i think yeah i think you're right that a lot of it is about respect and i think he believes that he's returning to a tradition um uh, yeah and 
it's hard though also to separate like these people's per- life experiences from their yeah. core character because like there's also the piece where because Luke would be a blue lion. I actually think he would be a golden deer. Interesting. Oh, I I don't know about that. I I would also think that because he he was excited to like follow in his father's footsteps like per you know obi-wan kenobi like i i think he is uh based in tradition and like well he pushed away from like his aunt and uncle um part of that is because he knew he had like another life out there but i think that is i think that's his arc in a new hope but i think his arc throughout like the entire the rest of the series has very much been you know like although obviously at like the end of the last Jedi, he kind of like returns to this idea of like, Oh no, there is purpose Mm -hmm. and like value in having somebody who acts as that like beacon of hope. Yeah. But you know, he, um, outside of a new hope, like he never really wanted to be that person, but he does pursue it so actively is the thing. And like, uh, Although it, yeah, I mean his his arc is is messy because like he does uh like that's part of what like Empire is is that it's like a split between um him wanting to help his friends and like live out his destiny that's sort of like the struggle between uh being Golden Deer and Blue mm-hmm. Lion um and like in that moment he chooses Golden Deer uh but kind of like returns to Blue Lion by like the end of Jedi even. Well, um, yeah, and then he's like literally running a t- training camp for Jedi's. Yeah. Anyway, like, Luke legitimately, <laughs> like he like he just goes and is like, "I'm just gonna be the master," and it's not like he then goes and hangs out with his family. Yeah, that's true. Or like that's like, he, or even just like waits for the call to adventure to right. But he goes, "Hey, no, I'm going to like make soldiers." Yeah, and no, then, that's totally fair. And then he, yeah. I, I think for Kylo Ren, I honestly would be happy with him in either Blue Lions or Black Eagles. Yeah, that that's where that's where I'm landing right now. Like, th- there can be uh, evil people or people with like unscrupulous. And uh, honestly, desires. if we think of like the law, I mean, isn't that what the First Order? The First Order is. Yeah, I guess so. so. Now maybe, yeah, I think he's a Blue Lion who would dist- who would pervert the Blue Lions. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Oh man, take him, Ray. I don't want him on my team, but <laughs> Matt Lock Ray will and him out. Ky- you have Ray and Kylo. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> uh, is that my poll? Yeah. I believe so. <clears throat> Wario. Who? So not a blue lion. Right. No. I think that's the only one we can rule out. Yeah. He's pretty chaotic, right? He, he, he's greedy. Okay. He's chaotic. I, yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. that's fair. He's a lo- lovable loser. Lovable in the sense, not in like the world, not in the fiction in which he lives, but in like our world, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes. He is Are you a lovable pitching loser. a sequel to Super Mario Brothers? That's the movie? About- <laughs> <laughs> that's Wario in our world? <laughs> yeah. Wario IRL. I would watch that. Um, As would I. But he's also he's uh, ambitious in that, like he goes treasure hunting. I mean, he's greedy. He's greedy. He's but, greedy, I mean, and like he he chases it. It's not it's not like an idle greed. But it's not like he's like all about rules and structure, unless no. it like benefits him. Right, right, right. I mean, there's a lot of prominent merchants 
in Golden Deer. That's true. And that's kind of what he is, more than royalty, more than, you know, a lineage of honor. But it's not he's a, not honorable. But he's also not like, uh, uh, he's not an entrepreneur. Like, he doesn't... Wait, hold on. Yes. What do you call it? You're saying he's a treasure hunter who is not entrepreneurial? Yeah. because no, he's not, false. No, look. You cannot be a... Tra- you can be a banker who's not entrepreneurial. You cannot be a treasure hunter who isn't entrepreneurial. I do see, but I think... You're risking everything for the treasure. Yeah. That's what hunting treasure is. Yeah, but that's that's it, though. There's no, like... <laughs> that's it? I, so, what, I guess when I think of, like, uh, merchants and, like, yeah. having a business, that, that, that there is, like, a social component to that, that you are relying mm-hmm. on, like, the structure of the community that you're in, that, like, you sell your goods to other people, you provide services to other people. I mean, he's a small business owner. That's what WarioWare is. He, like, is making Ooh, a video game. Okay, that's, that's that, true. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, he is sounding like the business leader of tomorrow. All right, all right, I'll take him. <laughs> he's a golden deer. <laughs> I mean, he really resents that uh, Mario got into Black Eagle, but <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to have to deal with it. All right. Next up is the f- the Fonz. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> what I'm a surprise. So- <laughs> I didn't write it. <laughs> I did. I did. So when we were talking about it before, I just kept my mouth shut. Did. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to say I'm Golden Deer. Yeah, I think it's hard to make a case for him anywhere else. Yeah, he doesn't belong anywhere else. He's not all about rules or law. No. He's, he's a not, lovable loser. Yeah, he's not naturally heroic. Right. And he's charismatic. Yeah. Give me yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Pretty cut and dry. Oh, I got another one of mine. Uh, Rachel Green from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, the character Jennifer Aniston played, if anyone yeah. doesn't know the character's names from that sitcom. She is very sp- she's spoiled. Mm-hmm. In term, I mean, I know I keep bringing it back to class, but that's one of the easiest, like first. Yeah. Things. So she is, you know, upper class, and was raised with you know Scarlett O'Hara style, right? But '90s New York, and also doesn't let that like bring down like when she's working in the coffee shop. Oh, she's yeah. She's still like high class. Yeah, she is. even while working at the coffee yep. shop. I kind of, I mean, we ended up putting Scarlett O'Hara, and even though she wasn't official, we had um, Miss Piggy going black, <laughs> black eagle, right? Oh no, poor and I Rachel. feel like this, I feel like it's a good guiding light. I think that's kind of where yeah. Rachel fits. I mean, she's a, she is a sweet person mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. than those other two people, really. Yeah, um, like that's fair. You know, she will actually be kind to people. But I think she's just the kindest Black Eagle, <laughs> right? Like yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think I think yeah, that's I mean, right. Black Eagle can be a spectrum. Yeah, and maybe <laughs> she fails at a Black Eagle and gets thrown in a wedding dress, and then she shows up at Golden Deer, <laughs> and they all like welcome her in, and it's like, that's the kind of people Golden Deer are. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. it's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm I, I'm claiming her, okay. Rachel. Bilbo Baggins. Hmm. Bilbo is selfish. Uh, he's driven to selfishness, right, by the ring. Um, no, I mean, I, I think he, like, think starts out fairly, like, yeah. I, you know, like, fairly selfish. Yeah, and I guess it is hard to, like, classify him as, like, a man of the people. Um, like, he kind of just wants to 
be alone. Yeah. And left alone. Yeah. Um, begrudgingly goes on an adventure. I, so, I, ugh. I think we can say that he's not a golden deer. I think that's probably right. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just, like, in terms of, like, to you go back to class, um, like, he is part of a respected family in Hobbiton. Yeah. Do you think he is more about tradition than not? Yeah, I mean, he he breaks with it eventually, and right. then like you know goes on the. And when I say eventually, I do mean in the first twenty pages of the book. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's, I mean, yeah, we're talking first twenty pages, like the first page. <laughs> that's right. Um, but he always wants to get back to Hobbiton, and like, so l- looking at this here, it's like he, I just don't feel like he's very, as you wrote here, like bound to duty necessarily mm-hmm. as much as he is like tradition and a like rigid social structure right and it's hard to blame him for what the ring does to him right but he's certainly under the influence of the ring willing to do things for the power of the ring you know like he, yeah. he is compromisable Our, or so willing to compromise but i guess it's hard because what how much uh, choice do you have? When right, because if look, if, if we're talking, if is. we're talking Sauron, he goes <laughs> right into the Black Eagles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was easy. Um, what so about Samwise, uh, Golden Deer, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so what, what? What does that mean that we think Bilbo Baggins goes? I can't claim him to the blue line. Then I feel like he is by default Black Eagle. Then there you go. But like, uh, like, I mean, if we <laughs> we'll have to do a ranking within like the <laughs> yeah, houses to see like who's, <laughs> who's the, the most, most right? pure. Yeah. Of, of, uh, okay. All right, Ryan. All right. Oh wait, I think me. You just went right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. But Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the, now again, you got to separate the image from the woman. Right. Right. Because she's not bad. She's just drawn that way. Yeah. That's right. And maybe she'll pay pat a cake with your boss, but it's only to get you out of the slammer. That's right. It's so it, it's hard to know with, you know, like with a lot of these, it was very easy to say, like, what their main, their main motivations fell into one of these three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But her motivation in the film is really just love. Yep. Which to me, I guess makes her either a golden deer or a blue, or a blue lion. lion. I'm leaning towards golden deer. I just because that seems yeah. the most like not emotional in like a like bad sort of way, but just like led more by their, um, but not even then. Cause she, you know, is like, uh, I mean, using all these terms that sound negative, like calculating, right? Like yeah. she is yeah. like she, um, you know, like will play patty cake. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's playing within the social structure that's there. Right. But she's also being highly, you know, if you, ca- you couldn't call her clean cut. Right. She adopts a persona in like, in a calculating way. I mean, but, yes, because of, you know, cartoon patriarchy, she had to make certain choices, but like, right. You know, she also could have, I mean, she's making the choices that she's making. Sure. She's almost like a spy. Yeah, she and is a she's little like, bit. she has a cover. 
because really she her primary thing is to be a doting wife to Roger, but that's not how she actually can survive. Well, and I guess in like the, uh, the one of the more like uh, just like revealing moments about her is when Eddie's like, I, honestly, I don't know what you see in that guy. And she goes, he makes me laugh. Mm. Like that. That's the yeah. that's the most important thing to her. She mm-hmm. might she might be a golden deer. I think she's gonna want to. Here's the thing. She's very smart. Yeah. She wants to be with the golden deer. She's not want to hang out with either of the other groups. No, definitely not. So she's but gonna I, get into golden deer by ha- she's gonna figure out a way in. Yeah, but I don't know that she. I I don't know that she is a golden deer. Mm-hmm. Other than that's just like who she, the group she wants to hang yeah. out with. Yeah. To me, I think she's. A blue lion, you know, maybe not like one who's like all about like duty and honor and um, mm-hmm. like being really clean cut. But like love is a form of that, right? Yeah. Right. She is about loyalty and fealty. Yeah. Maybe she is a blue lion. I think she's a blue lion who like wants to be a golden deer. Yeah. But like that's just not who she And she's like drawn to be a golden deer, but that's not who she really is. Right. Right. All right. right I'll take her. <laughs> Welcome, Jessica. Uh, so who pulls next then? Okay. Ryan. Okay. This is good, guys. This is uh, I'm I'm very excited about these teams. <laughs> Frodo Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> when when you pulled Bilbo, I was like, did I write down Bilbo, <laughs> or did I write down like did I write down the wrong one? Um, yeah. So I wrote down Frodo. Um. And Bilbo went to the uh, Black Eagles. He did. <clears throat> I think Frodo's more of a golden deer. Yeah, I think so, too. Hmm. Who is, like, raised in the tradition of blue lions. Everybody in his family. Right. <laughs> except, yeah. for, except Bilbo. Except for Bilbo. But, yeah. you know, like, everybody really is kind of like a blue lion. But mm-hmm. he, I feel like he's very driven by his heart. He, But he also, like, he takes... He takes the order from Gandalf, though, right? And, like, takes the ring all the way to... Like, there's there's something... He is respecting, like, the uh, power structure uh, above him to, like, carry the ring all that way. But I think out of a sense of, like... I mean, so actually maybe this is uh, a, co- a point in, like, the Blue Lions column, but it's to me it's more than a, than a sense of just, like, duty... Like, when, I don't know, like, when they're arguing about, you know, how the ring should get to Mordor, mm-hmm. and then he's the one who, like, steps up and says, like, I'll take it, even though he's, like, really ill-suited for it. Yeah. To me, that isn't really, I, I guess I feel there's a distinction between, like, like duty, mm-hmm. like, being, like, a soldier, and then being just a normal, average person who has to rise to the occasion, mm-hmm. and that, who I think is Frodo is more, and I think that kind of makes him more of a golden deer. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. guess there is like an uh, an altruism to that too. That is is part of like the the golden deer uh, l- agenda. So may- Cause, maybe yeah, because he knows like what the deal is with the ring from the moment. Yeah, yeah. You know, he throws in the fire. He sees the words. Yada yada yada. Like but I don't the- think he like real like he doesn't really know. I mean, Gandalf like spells it out. <laughs> like pretty clearly but, that's true. But, like, I feel he like speaks that evil tongue <laughs> <laughs> the I mean, lights like, get yeah, dim but, like but, does, but does he really know like you know the ramifications of carrying it and like no, what that's going to do I don't think do? he knows yeah. all that but he knows that the mission he's on it's not that it's just that a mission from somebody he respects mm-hmm. it's that he knows this mission You're is right. very important to the world mm-hmm. and so I feel mm-hmm. like it, that's where the altruistic part of it is Yeah, because he's making 
you know, at first he thinks it's just a long walk that he's sacrificing, but you're right. It's much more. He's, he's compromising everything about himself. Um, he just doesn't, you're right. He doesn't know that, but he's doing an heroic thing, yeah. not just fulfilling Gandalf's orders. I, at least that's how All right. I, I see Frodo. He's yours. I will claim him. I will pull the next name. <laughs> Happy Gilmore. <laughs> How's, that's such an interesting one. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of using, like, ones we've already done. Yeah. As, like... How to, the barometer? Yeah. And to me, he's kind of like a Fonzie. Or, not a Fonzie, <laughs> a Fozzie. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I was like, whoa! Yeah, he's a Fozzie. But he's also... He has delusions of grandeur. That's, like, part of his whole problem. Yeah. He thinks he can mm-hmm. be a professional hockey player. He doesn't actually have what it takes. Right, right. And he has – that's part of the yeah, – I could break down the whole movie. <laughs> well, and, and, and he has a, he, a strong sense of duty towards his grandmother. He Yes. He has a lot of sense of duty. He has, he has big ideas. no regard for social structure. No. And has no, a none. very hard time controlling himself. Mm-hmm. Which one of these houses punches Bob Barker? <laughs> I feel like that's a golden deer move. <laughs> All right. I who's, mean, who's <sighs> no one in Blue Lions or Black? Well, maybe Blue Lions at like certain bars, but Black Eagles are not getting into bar fights. Golden Deer are getting into bar fights. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, I'll take him. <laughs> All right, next up is Jessica Fletcher. This is so funny because. This was another one that I was like, did I write this one down? Because I thought about it. But I went with Matlock instead. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I'm going to start by saying I think she's a blue lion. Yeah. I think that's probably right. Law abiding. Mm-hmm. If you watch episodes of Murder, She Wrote, she's very, like, um, matter of fact to everybody. Yes. Which is like a quality. Every time I'm watching Murder She Wrote, which is a lot recently, uh-huh. it's great um, and it's on Amazon it's Prime. It's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I'm always like, man, I wish I could have social, like, be more like Jessica Fletcher in social interactions. She just says what she's thinking. She does, right? and she gets invited to really cool parties. <laughs> she does, <laughs> and she like gets to have sex with a lot of age appropriate men. Yes, off screen. <laughs> yeah, they. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think she she is law abiding. Though she, you've seen episodes, sometimes she covers up murders. She does sometimes <laughs> cover up murders. She's also like, she, you know, uh, she is an ally of the truth, not yes. necessarily an ally of like the police. That's true. But it's the duty. If we talked about her duty, her duty is to the truth or to her new friend who just got accused of murder. Which ends up being the ends truth. Ends up being the truth. <laughs> <Yeah>. Luckily. <laughs> that, honestly, Ooh. that would be a different kind of show. Where if it was not a defense lawyer, just a person who keeps making friends with people who commit murders, <laughs> and it gets them exonerated. Them <laughs> All right, are you guys down with me taking? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it's very clear. <clears throat> and then I believe it's Ryan's. Oh, pull. Mm-hmm. sorry, I gotta get on this. All right, Millhouse Van Houten. Millhouse. From The Simpsons. Yes. The best Simpsons character. Okay. <laughs> I was like, is that this episode? Or I think. <laughs> Definitively. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> I think I like Milhouse's dad better than Milhouse. <laughs> but we can talk about it. Yeah, I may um, like Milhouse's mom better than Milhouse. 
But honestly, is, are we back to why Millhouse is who Millhouse is? Yeah. <laughs> and now we're back to why he's great. Um, oh, man. No one asked for him in their group. That's true. He tagged along with someone else. And he's not a lovable loser. No, he's just no. a straight up loser. And he deference to authority like you would not believe, mm-hmm. right? Like, but I think he's a blue lion. I think he's probably think a blue lion. And they lion never too. talk, they don't like him. So he hangs out with the black eagles. Like not the cool ones. You know, I I bet I bet they don't like him in the blue lions, but they see his utility. The way Lisa sees his utility? I was thinking like the way Bart sees his utility. But I would say Bart is not a blue lion. No. Lisa is a blue lion. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. Lisa would ignore him or would be like, go see Bart. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that, that's <laughs> I mean, perfect. I don't know. I'm using a lot of episodes of Simpsons in my mind. <laughs> no, no uh, you're right. Lisa is a, is a blue lion. Bart is a black eagle. So. Milhouse is a blue lion. Well, yeah. and what's funny is Homer and Marge are both golden, golden deer. deer. Yeah, but for different reasons. Yeah. And Maggie secretly runs the whole thing. Yeah, Ma- yeah. Maggie's a black eagle. <laughs> Maggie's a black eagle. <laughs> a much better black eagle than her brother could ever be. All right. So, yeah, blue lion, I think. All right, sweet. All right, now I will pull a name here. We're Guys, we're running low. Yeah. Okay. Lightning McQueen. <laughs> I forgot. I wrote that down. <laughs> From the Cars franchise. <laughs> well, I could tell by Patrick's reaction he didn't write it. And That's I, right. I didn't write it. And I was like, how did that um, Lightning McQueen. I know him mostly from the the ride at Cars Land. Okay. Radiator um, Springs. No, ra- that's the name of the whole. No, no. Radiator Springs. Radiator Springs is right? okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I saw original Cars, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen any of the sequels. I've seen Cars 3, actually. I haven't seen Cars 2. Okay. The one that's like a spy thriller. Yeah. yeah. And then one Mater is like the main dude. That's the second one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who? I mean, I know exactly who asked for that. <laughs> I did not ask for that. Um, okay. Lenny McQueen. Uh, he is ambitious. Kind Have of you a seen Doc Hollywood? Oh wait, you've seen the first Cars, so you have seen <laughs> Doc Hollywood. <laughs> I was I was trying to I was trying to like help give you like oh, a, no, another I, gauge. Yes, but yeah, yes, yeah, I, I know right. the plot of Cars very well because yeah. yes, I've seen Doc Hollywood. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's egregious. The <laughs> fact how much they just stole the exact like you can watch it the judge character yeah like no. every it's. Crazy. You know how in improv, when you're, you know, yes. in your, when you're learning improv, you're taught the everybody start drinking because we're talking about improv. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, uh, in improv, you're taught the idea of like mapping. Yes. Is, you know, scene mapping, and so it's like you take this one thing. Yes. And then you, um, like being fired from your job, and then you like paint some other details onto it, so then it becomes like unusual, right? It's yes. like. You're treating being fired from, like, whatever, 7-Eleven with the seriousness of being fired from the police force. Um, This movie was completely just, like, Doc Hollywood with car specifics. Yes. Yes. Uh, And you really could have come up with it in one podcast conversation. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) One improv class. Yep. So, but but where does that mean we put Lightning McQueen? Okay, so he... He's ambitious. He's right? ambitious, and he's definitely out for number. I'm gonna one? say one, but I think he actually has a number on him. And I, think I was he trying does to too. see if I could remember the number seven, whatever. He's out for himself. Uh, yeah, I think he starts as a black eagle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and ends as a 
kind of just a nicer black eagle, right? No, I mean I think how does how does cars end? He he goes back to racing. He saves the he town saves somehow. the town. Oh, he convinces the racers to race through Radiator Springs, right? It's something like that. I or genuinely you think don't remember. In Doc Hollywood, I think it's that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh yeah, but maybe but they do, and it's like a, the dirt track where they're yes, like practicing. They're like, oh, because like that something like revitalizes the town. Yeah, and now I'm thinking. I think of an episode of Friday Night Lights. <laughs> and I'm like, so in the third movie. Um, in, in the th- no, in the, this is helpful. Yeah, so in the third movie, it, it's basically like he's doing well, but he's older. Okay. And so it's basically about mm. him learning that like he's not gonna be able to be the hotshot racer forever, mm-hmm. and that he should just like um find a different role for himself. Okay. Um, and that like he can help other people who it's actually. I think the message of it is really nice because there's another racer who's a woman and she's always been a trainer and she wanted to be like a racer, but was just never given the opportunity because it was such like a male dominated, right? She just got like laughed out of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Lightning McQueen, who was this big star for a long time, finally realizes like, oh, I can help her. She's like such a, so talented, but never had the opportunity. I, I can use my like fame and knowledge to like, kind of like give her that opportunity. Yeah. Right. Give her that like boost that she needs. Um, so I don't know, maybe like a golden deer. Yeah. I don't feel like he's very populist, even with his, like, I'm going to use my fame to reach you back. Feels like I'm still like, it's still exceptionalism. Right. Well, and and I'm doing a poor job of articulating it because it's not really like, that's not really what he's doing. He's not really like, oh, I'm famous so I can like help you. It's like realizing that he doesn't need to be the star forever, but he can like be emotional support for somebody who like can be spectacular. Is it Sally that he is helping? No, it's uh, a car called Cruz Ramirez. Oh, I know her from Radiator Springs at Disneyland. (laughs) As do I. (laughs) Uh, so are you, you're making a case right now for a I don't golden know. deer? Just not. I, I know. No, I don't think he's a black eagle. Um, like, I mean, I guess you could say superficially he's a blue lion because he's clean cut. But he's not really law abiding, right? Like Paul Newman is law abiding. I don't remember the name of that car. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Doc. I think it might be. It might, it might, it might actually actually be like, Doc. Oh man, it's Doc. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, all right. I feel like he chooses to become a golden deer. Like that's him moving to that but, small town. But by Cars three, though, right? Like well, at the end of Cars one, he's he's found a new hometown. Yeah, I think you just don't want him, Patrick. I, I mean, I, like I, I, I kind of don't, but I I will. <laughs> well, it I will like take him. If you want him to be honest, <laughs> yeah, and that is true. It's and just not logically. Not even. <laughs> I will not. I'll, I'll take him. I'll take him. <laughs> I I have rules to follow. <laughs> okay um wait wait a second wario <laughs> uh-oh somebody knew this was gonna happen <laughs> where where did we put uh i i have him, him yeah okay, i think he i think, I think it's still true yeah so wait we we want to keep two warios well, I mean, do, what, what do you want to do flip it upside Turn, down and make and it be, make it mario oh, why, bro? um <laughs> it doesn't work All like right, that I'll, I'll take two warios <laughs> This is your turn. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Jughead Jones. (laughs) Oh. I think pretty clearly Golden Deer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he is savvy enough that he, like, 
is the smartest goal. Like he can outthink some of the others. Right, but is but still very much. Yeah, he like would not a be happy. People, yeah, storming with any of those other people. No. <laughs> Jughead. Plus, I don't think you can wear a hat and be a black eagle. That might be true. <laughs> uh, whose poll is next? Yours. Okay. Oh, we are running out of names. Yeah, I love it. I think there's just one left. <clears throat> the Boss Baby. <laughs> I'm not familiar. Of Boss Baby. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know. You said the. I was like, is this a book I ever read? Okay. Boss Baby Boss from Baby. Boss Baby. Yes. Quick. Talks uh, like Alec Baldwin. Quick, uh, just poll of the room. Who has seen Boss Baby? No. Okay. Everyone's hands down. Ryan put her hands under the table. <laughs> I don't want anyone to think I've seen it. Uh, no one has seen Boss Baby. I've seen the trailer. And we know what we know about Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And about babies. Sure. Uh, he's not a golden deer. No, definitely no. not a golden deer. Too self-aware. I, I think he's a black eagle. I think he is, too. Because he chooses to talk like Alec Baldwin. He is <laughs> well, not no. following the laws of nature. To, I don't think he chooses to talk like Alec yeah, that's Baldwin. Yeah, that's just his voice. Yeah, I think that's just his voice. I think he has no respect for authority. If he thinks it's a baby, he should be the boss. Now, having not, not seen the film, um, I believe it's probably proven true that he is rightfully, like, you know, it's like, look who's talking. I'm a little what? worried. Wait, hold on. Well, the sense <laughs> what do you like, think happens in Look Who's well, Talking? Well, in, in the sense that, like, in Look Who's Talking, they're like, um, the human, <laughs> that's going to say the humans. <laughs> <laughs> the adults, you know, like, uh, the the babies see all, right? Like, sure. they are very driven by baby needs. Mm-hmm. But, um, but they're, they're perceptive. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. More perceptive than their parents. Right, yes, but, they- but I don't think they should be the boss. Of their parents at work. Yeah. That's not good. Well, I don't Okay. I mean, yeah, you're right. We're in tra- uncharted territory. I actually don't know what happens in this movie. So maybe he does, like, become their boss at work. Uh, I, I think Boss Baby's a, a, a black eagle. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Just not, like, may, probably not one of the villainous ones. We got to watch Boss Baby, guys. We, we got yeah. to figure it out. Uh, Ryan, would you like to pull the last oh, name out you. of here? Who's it? Gonna be it's Ned Stark. Ned Stark. Ugh, I think he's a blue lion. I think he's a blue lion as well. I think he is too, and that's what got him killed. That, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. But yep. Un- until that time, he fights bravely for the blue lions. Yep. Mm-hmm. All okay. right, guys, that's I it. Think We've that's done it. it. We've uh, gone okay. gone through the whole thing. So now we should look at our rosters. Uh, yeah, I think we should at least like read through them. Okay. So. Um, Patrick, do you want to go first? Sure, I will go first. Uh, in the Golden Deer, we have Jughead Jones. We've got Wario and Wario. <laughs> Hold on, I want to pull out this other Wario. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Lightning McQueen, Happy Gilmore, a lot of athletes, mm-hmm. uh, Frodo Baggins, The Fonz, <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Ellen Ripley, Gonzo and Fozzie Bear. <laughs> yeah, I would much rather party at that door. Yeah, that is such a grab bag. Um, go ahead, Ryan. Okay. Um, on at the Blue Lion table, we have Matlock, Ray, and Kylo Ren. Amazing. Shipping uh, amazing. available. <laughs> Jessica Rabbit and Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> Millhouse and Ned Stark. <laughs> there are some fun ones and some less fun ones, but that's what you get. When but you're formidable. I think if oh I, well, yeah, I mean let's let's we'd t- win Quiz Bowl. 
Well, I, I, I was going to say like fighting bowl. Like if, <laughs> if there's if it comes to violence, you've got uh, Matlock and Jessica Fletcher. Yeah, you have Ellen Ripley. <laughs> you do I've have got Ellen Gonzo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we try to send Millhouse as cannon fodder. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, I do have Ray. Ray could fight. Oh yeah, and, and, and Kylo, Kylo Ren. Ren. And Kylo Ren. Ah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, and Jessica Rabbit in a scratch. Oh yeah, she, and Ned Stark. Like he's gonna yeah. swing that sword a long and, time. Uh, really, I think the only one who I worry for is Matlock. Jessica Fletcher could hold her own, and Milhouse. I think Matlock stays inside. Mm-hmm. They they all. I mean, I don't know how are they all their ages. Yeah, they yeah. respect. They're like Matlock. You've done a lot for the world. Right. They keep him inside. He maybe he has a headset. He can. He's, he's making calls from inside the house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's he's checking laws to make sure that they work with what they're doing. All right. On the Black Eagles, we have Bilbo Baggins, Rachel Green from Friends, <laughs> Kat Stratford from 10 Things I Hate About You, Garfield, the cat, the entire cast of Seinfeld, uh, Scarlett O'Hara, and the boss baby. I think all of these people are so miserable. <laughs> but they're going to get some stuff done. Yeah, yeah they are. Oh, God. Guys, I think we did it. I don't even think there's any uh, evaluating which of these is, is the best. We don't have to pick who's the head boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, yeah. Let's let's go. Let's go through it and uh, pick your head boy and make a case for uh, why they should be the head boy of of. Yeah, your team. I mean, I think there's a lot of whatever the head boy equivalent of regicide is <laughs> in the black <laughs> black eagles because I don't think anybody's happy with anybody else no, being boss. Fair. But um, I'm gonna say that I think. That uh, I think Garfield comes out on top. <laughs> honestly, wow. Garfield comes because out on top. Everyone feels like they can kind of still do what they. I want mean, he's going to gonna ship you to Abu Dhabi. If, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, that's, that's right. You tough. cross him. Uh, for for the Golden Deer, I think it it I I got it down to two, and I'm okay. not sure which one of these uh, ends up being the leader. Is it Ripley or the Fonz? I don't know. Is Ripley? Does Ripley want to be the leader? No, I think she like begrudgingly takes that. Yeah, she would position. accept the responsibility. Right. But also like the Fonz is also not campaigning. He, the Fonz is not, but he's like sort of passively campaigning all the time just by being as stone so cold cool. cool as he is. But I think it's the Fonz. I, I think, think it's the Fonz. Fonz yeah. But in a but once the battle starts, yeah, everyone looks right at Ripley. Right. No, like the Fonz and Fonz, including the Fonz. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, okay, so really, even though like militarily, Kylo Ren has had a decent amount of success, mm-hmm. and as had Ray against him, you can't make either of them the boss because it's right, too delicate then a balance. One would have to defer to the other, and I feel like the same way with Jessica and Matlock. <laughs> like they do get along, but you can't let one right. think they're the boss. Ned Stark, we saw how that turned out. We do. And honestly, I think what I realized in talking about her is that she is maybe the best at dealing with people and manipulating situations to where she needs it to be. I think Jessica Rabbit is our head boy. I think that's a great That's a good. I think these are really formidable houses. Yeah, I think they're all really. (laughs) And now I want a fire. (laughs) (laughs) Where you have to choose between these houses. All right, Ryan, thank you so much for helping us do this. This is a ton of fun. Oh, my Uh, God, it's so fun. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Sure. Um, I do a show called Same Day Shipping uh, with friends where we geek out about real love and fake relationships. Um, we'll talk about Kylo Ren and uh, Ray until... The cows come home? Until the cows come home. Uh, and you can find it on anywhere you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. 
And if you are interested in seeing pictures of my dog or <laughs> uh, other silly things from me, uh, you can find me on the internet, uh, any social platform at Armogi, R-M-O-G-G-E. Uh, and you just had a uh, a mystery podcast oh, yeah, come sorry. out. Oh, guys, I do too many podcasts. <laughs> I should have written all this down. <laughs> Write them all uh, down. Because the highlight is that I just uh, did a season of an improvised murder mystery podcast. Um, you don't have to hear that much of me, but you can hear amazing actors in it, including Mark and Patrick came on. It was really fun. And one of them got murdered. And so if you want Ooh. more details, uh, that's made up murder. Again, anywhere you uh, get your podcast, you can find it. Um, and what about Come On Now, Sugar? Oh, my goodness. You're like, we're going yeah, through I it. Just, I, I, okay. So I have like another podcast <laughs> um, uh, uh, with Colin J. Morris. Uh, the two of us are going back and re-watching Veronica Mars uh, for the many teenth time. And it's called Come On Now, Sugar. Though we say, Come On Now, Sugar. Which, if you have not watched Veronica Mars, you will understand after you watch the first five seconds of the theme song. Very good. Because that's where it is. But you also have a... <laughs> A, a defunct show yes. that is all about Buffy and Angel. That's true. That show is called Hellmouthy uh, <laughs> with its spinoff, Tall, Dark, and Broody, which is the Angel program, which was me and Kelly Nugent talking about the show Buffy and then also the show Angel. And these are all people who have been on this show mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. So get into it. <laughs> There's a lot of – we make content, We guys. make a lot of it. <laughs> And what's fun about Hellmouthy is you can hear, like, because it was years ago that we started, so you can hear, like, Kelly and I get to know each other. Mm -hmm. You hear the first time Patrick and Colin met. That's true. First oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so fun. Yeah, jump into the deep, cool waters <laughs> of Ryan Mogi's podcastography. <laughs> I mean, one day we'll release the one episode of a podcast you and that's I recorded. Right. That's right. <laughs> Someday. 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 Uh, all right, Ryan. Thanks again. Wow. We really did it. And I know we say that after a lot of these episodes. Yeah. But for real, we really did it. We really did do it. And I don't think we made a wrong classification in the bunch. If you think we made a wrong classification in the bunch, you should email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. But also, I don't know if I want that. You could tweet at us directly, too. Yeah, that's fine, too, at Nincart Society. Actually, if, if someone has a character in their mind that they're struggling with uh, placement, like, maybe email us that. that, that oh, yeah, like we, we can hash it out on the show. Yeah. Like, what if you're like, yeah, Garfield, but what about Normal? Yeah, where does Normal go? Or, like, that egg with feet. Yeah, Sheldon? <laughs> Fitting. I get it now. But you didn't as a child. Uh, absolutely not. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the show. If you liked it, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can share it anywhere you share things, Facebook or Twitter. It all helps us out. On Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8 or by listening right now. From my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers mailing you to Abu Dhabi and saying thanks for listening. <laughs>